Welcome to Wandering Mind, an audio tour of some of the most amazing holiday destinations you can possibly imagine. I'm your host, Hope Faulkner, and I'll be bringing you all the information you need to plan the holiday of a lifetime. I'll tell you about all the big tourist attractions and let you in on the secrets locals love. It's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it. So let's go on holiday. Today's destination, the Pinnacle Resort. The Redmond Pinnacle Resort stands in Ascoria's Gallery Hills. It's about as far north as you can get on the continent of Flareth without getting your feet wet, or frozen for that matter, so it may not seem an ideal holiday destination, especially if you're a warmth-loving creature like me. I was a little nervous about coming here, to be honest. I didn't think I'd be comfortable, and I didn't know what I would find to do here, since I'm not much for winter sports. I thought I'd have a rotten time. Oh, listener, I was wrong. Upon arrival in Ascoria, the cold does knock you back a bit, at least if, like me, you're coming from a temperate zone, but it's a short walk from Vuscus Airport or train station to the shuttle service that takes you up into the Gilrays. Once you get there, the Pinnacle Complex itself is a feat of engineering that has to be seen, and felt, to be believed. The central hotel building was originally built 160 years ago, and did a fine trade for almost three decades before the owner passed away. The hotel was sold, but remained empty and neglected for nearly 120 years, before technology mogul Paige Redman, the present owner, bought it and began the long process of restoration and refurbishment. This included the installation of several cutting-edge transparent thermal panels, some as large as 60 square feet in size, above the hotel's location on the hillside. These were later extended to form a more complete barrier, apparently strong enough to withstand an avalanche, and this now encompasses the entire sprawling complex in a sort of sheltered bubble. The lower boundaries, of course, also have the added protection of Gilroy Forest to defend them against storms, snow and gales. The result of all this work is that the entire complex feels surprisingly warm given the weather outside. Don't get me wrong, you'll want a nice warm sweater and a coat, but it's positively toasty compared to the world beyond the shields. For your time in the complex, you can pack as if for a bracing autumn morning in a more temperate zone. The temperature won't drop below that sort of level even in the middle of the night. To venture out, though, you'll definitely need a big coat, gloves, and whatever other ski wear you may have. Which brings us nicely onto the subject of activities. There are some beginner skiing and snowboard runs on the hills outside, but if you're looking for a full winter sports workout, you're actually better off staying inside the complex, where an indoor ski run has been in operation for the last three years. Beyond the thermal panels, amidst a landscape of evergreen trees, frozen water and snow, the hills themselves are especially good for my favourite winter activity, tobogganing. Many a wonderful hour was spent skidding down the slope just outside the complex gate, before I remembered I actually had work to do. The complex boasts covered walkways to get you from A to B safely, even when it's snowing through the gaps between shield panels. It's accessible for wheelchairs and most service animals. Even the old Pinnacle Hotel building, which used to have some access issues, is now fully kitted out to meet modern regulations. That original building, as well as each of the two new accommodation blocks added since, contains its own little restaurant and bar, each with its own distinct style and charm. My favourite was the classic elegance of the old Pinnacle building, but there's something for everyone. Also on site are gym facilities, a children's holiday club and creche, and an enormous heated outdoor pool with a wave machine. For a more relaxing dip, there's also a lazy river, and inflatables are available for those who'd like to cruise around the current on some sort of vessel. 
Heading off-site, there are a number of excursions available that will let you explore the snow-capped hills for real, either on foot or by vehicle. The views are pretty stunning whether you stay in the complex or venture out, but it's only by venturing out that you'll get to see the world's northernmost settlement, Freibel Village, whose inhabitants have consistently used global developments in technology to help maintain a high quality of life despite the freezing temperatures. Other popular excursions include a trip to a local nature reserve and a visit to the former office building nearby where a young Paige Redman first made her name. The building is now a museum commemorating the recent past of technological advances and offering exclusive sneak peeks at some of the innovations Redman Industries is working on right now. Could they be the household names of the future? No one can say, but it's fascinating to have a chance to see the absolute cutting edge of science. One day there might be a display of next-generation computers, and the next day's exhibit might be about the automated surgery tools of the distant future. No matter what, it's bound to get your imagination fired up. If you're more interested in evolution of a different kind, the Nature Reserve is the most reliable place to spot the local wildlife. As you can imagine, the creatures and plants in this icy part of the world have to be pretty tough, and they've developed some fascinating quirks in order to adapt to their environment. The Ice Ray, far from being a futuristic weapon wielded by an evil mastermind, is a flat fish that can actually survive in frozen lakes, and not just survive, but thrive. The visitor's centre at the reserve has a couple of ice rays in captivity, so even without a thought to bring them to the surface, you can still get a good close look. Outside, you'll also have a chance to see the toothless adder, a species whose evolutionary path led it to sacrifice its venomous capability for a more useful chemical property one that allows it to boost its body temperature through an exothermic reaction in its blood. You might also be lucky enough to catch sight of the real-life inspiration for Herman Hotfoot, the adorable mascot of the resort's children's club. When first discovered, Hotfoots were mistaken for cold-climate cousins of the Roadrunner, but they're pretty distant relations. You'll understand the assumption, however, when you see the speed at which a flock of flightless birds can move across the icy landscape. The complex is, of course, only open for what's called an extended summer season each year, and the odd week of that is booked out for Redmond's private functions. This is her winter residence, after all, and when the complex is closed for the winter, it's Paige Redmond who stays here, enjoying the atmosphere of the winter storms from the safety and warmth of this self-sufficient haven. In previous off-seasons, the complex has also been used as a base for a handful of scientific expeditions and the odd documentary, but even legendary survivalists such as Cub Johnson... Wild Steve Wilde and Tony Fry have said that in winter they wouldn't want to be out there beyond the thermal shields for more than a couple of days at a time. That's about how long it took the three to film the relevant episodes of their collaborative series, Ultimate Survival. Cub Johnson, of course, has filmed near this location several times in the summer, calling it one of her favourite challenging landscapes. But in her recent autobiography she admitted, I love the Pinnacle Resort, but I'd never advise anyone to venture outside it in winter, I'd need a really good reason to do it again myself. Every expert I spoke to agreed. It's really, really cold out there. In fact, some elite military units use the surrounding region to test their potential officers on the grounds that if you can survive here, you really can make it anywhere. So we tourists aren't missing much by being limited to the warmer months, don't worry. Given the icy conditions, you might not be surprised to learn that accommodation, even during the warmest parts of the year, is largely restricted to within the complex itself. Seasoned wilderness adventurers can obtain special permission to spend a night in Freybell, or to camp on a specially maintained site about a mile from the resort entrance. This permission, though, is by no means granted automatically, 
If it's something you want to do, you'll need to apply long in advance of your trip, provide evidence of your survival credentials, and attend an intensive briefing before you're allowed to spend the night outside the resort. However, given the range of lodgings and entertainment options on site, most holidaymakers choose to stay within the complex, safe and warm behind the thermal screens. In the evenings, there's plenty to do here. It's easy to stargaze from the comfort of the resort thanks to a combination of switching off all non-essential lighting and robust blackout materials applied to every roof and window. Keen astronomers can hire a telescope from the main building or pay a small maintenance fee for access to Redmond's personal observatory, which boasts a top-of-the-range telescope and real-time feeds from other monitoring devices, both on the planet and above it. Actually, that's worth the price of admission even if you're not a huge star enthusiast. I always find there's something both humbling and empowering about looking space right in the eye. For more terrestrial entertainment, there are also evening shows in the style of traditional cruise ship productions. And of course, the sheer decadence of ordering five-star room service to your luxurious suite and settling in for the night under a heap of soft blankets. At times, it's easy to forget that you're in one of the coldest regions of the planet, and then you glance out beyond the boundaries and see the great white slopes. It's a bizarre and wonderful juxtaposition, and while the cost of a holiday here is a touch on the expensive side, it might just be worth saving up for a once-in-a-lifetime trip. I, however, need to be up for tomorrow morning's shuttle back to the airport, and before that there's a hot cocoa with my name on it. Thanks for joining me today. I'm Hope Faulkner for Wandering Mind, and it's time for another adventure. Safe travels! Wandering Mind is written and performed by Eleanor Musgrove, with music from purpleplanet.com. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, and maybe consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash wanderingpodcast to get access to extra episodes just for patrons. Or visit wanderingmindpodcast.wordpress.com for more information. Thanks for listening.